Support for MVY's Shakedown Stream comes from Praxis Consulting Incorporated, working with insurance companies to increase their profitability through subrogation and recovery efforts. They're committed to improved recoveries, best practices, and better yield. More info by emailing info at praxisconsulting.com. Hey now, welcome back to Shakedown Stream. MVY Radio's very own Grateful Dead show. And we are celebrating the May 77 release, Get Shown the Light. Our featured show, we're going to do the New Haven one this week, 5577. And we're also going to check out some of the shows before New Haven at the Palladium in New York City. But right now, we're going to listen to Jerry sing us so many roads right here on Shakedown Stream. Keep it right here. Oh, mm-hmm. 
was Mississippi Half Step, Toodly Do. That was from 5477. That was the opener. And uh, the opener, somewhat similar to the Boston show from 57, with the Mississippi Half Step, Big River. And right on. Then we heard a Jack Straw from 5377. They did, I believe, five shows uh, at the Palladium in New York City before they went to New Haven, Boston, Cornell, Buffalo. And uh, those shows are great, too. I mean, uh, by golly. Well, if you guys have some money and you would like to have Jerry's Dire Wolf guitar, this is how you can do it. Uh, one of the Grateful Dead's legend, Jerry Garcia's most famous guitars, is going back on auction where it could fetch more than one million to back a civil rights group. Known as Wolf, the electric guitar was custom made by Doug Irwin. He debuted the guitar in 1973 in New York. Yeah. And at this time period in the Dead, uh, he's playing the Travis Bean, the white guitar, but it would be it's September, late September of 1977, that the Wolf guitar would be played again by Jerry in the uh, fall of 1977. But all this money is going to raise money for the Southern Poverty Law Center. And they have voiced an alarm at the spike in hate crimes, especially targeting immigrants and Muslims, since Trump had launched his campaign in 2015. So I hope they get a lot of money so they can take care of people right on. So I want to go way back on this tour. I want to go to the Philly Spectrum 42277 and play a couple tracks that I thought were interesting. And this one caught my ear as I was going out the door to come here to the MVY Radio Studio tonight. Right on. Will you marry me? 
And it looks like the old man's getting old. Brown-eyed women out of Dancing in the Streets. Open up the second set from 5177 Grateful Dead at the Palladium in New York City. You're welcome. That feedback right at the end of Brown-Eyed Women, that's uh, that's enough to just kind of ruin the whole song. I love Brown-Eyed Women. There's just something about that song, the sound, the story, classically cheery. I love it. So, yeah, we're getting ready for New Haven 5577 and um, you know, Cornell is, uh, we've heard it last week. I hope you enjoyed it. For me, uh, it was the best sounding bootleg of, of Cornell I've ever heard. It was really, that was the, uh, the best part of it for me. And I will say, uh, if, if I may, that of all the shows... You know, I think it's overrated. And what I mean, is, it's not that it's overrated, but it's not the best show. And uh, the my critique would be that the first set didn't really start until Lazy Lightning. And that um, there were some really amazing performances. The Scarlet Fire is amazing. The Not Fade Away is amazing. Morning Dew is amazing. But in terms of the set list... Um, you know, it wasn't really uh, that um, uh, interesting or creative, and that it really didn't start get going until the middle of the first set. That being said, how great was that to listen to that? And thank you to everybody who helped put that together. And it doesn't matter what I think. What matters is what you think. Speaking of the Cornell show, which uh, last Monday was the 40th an- anniversary um, and uh, the Cornell Chime Masters put together a 30-minute set that featured a handful of Grateful Dead songs as well as a trio of classic rock tunes. Up first was Touch of Grey, followed by They Love Each Other and the Beatles' Hey Jude. The performance continued on with Grateful Dead classics like Playing in the Band and Ripple, and then from there the concert concluded with the Cornell Chimes banging out Blackbird by the Beatles, Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel and the Dead's Uncle John's Band. You know, those weren't the tunes that they played at 5877. I don't think they should, you know, Touch of Grey. I don't know why they did that. But that's pretty cool. I think that uh, if you go to Barton Hall, there's a little um, kind of statue plaque in uh, to commemorate this great show. But what I would say about this New Haven show is uh, this is the first time the Dead played at the New Haven Coliseum, which was somewhat of a new place. And uh, New Haven is the home of Yale University, which I think is uh, a very fine Ivy League school. And also, uh, Manny's Pizza. If you've never been to Manny's Pizza in New Haven, well, then you haven't been there yet. And it's the best pizza. Some people say, and I, I think I agree with it, New Haven has some of the best pizza in the world. I've been to Chicago. I don't know what they're talking about. New York City has very good pizza. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> right on. Hey, I want to pick us right back up. Um, and I don't know if you guys are thinking about this, but the Monterey Pop Fest 
is going to be celebrating their 50th anniversary, and they're going to be doing a three-night, three-day show of a music festival, and it's going to be the same days, same dates, as it was 50 years ago. And I thought that was really cool. Um, it's scheduled, the festival is set for June 16th through the 18th at the Monterey County Fair and Event Center. How cool is that? After 50 years, the dates line up perfectly. I like that. So anyway, Phil's going to be there and some other great musicians, but Phil's going to be there and some other great musicians. Right on.
I'm gonna sit right here till I die. That's a big river. That's a big river, 10-4. So that big river's from 5-4-77 at the Palladium. I thought it would only uh, be correct to finish up what we started. That comes out of the Mississippi half-step opener. and I felt bad that I denied you that, and I wanted to make sure that we rounded out all the sharp edges of our stream this week. If you're new to Shakedown Stream, welcome. We've been waiting for you. And uh, everybody has a place here, and I hope you find the stream uh, comfortable and uh, suits your needs. Right on. Everybody's cool here. Well, right on. I want to play this for the Bear Essentials because it was first performed by the Dead on 515.77. But we're going to check out some other cats doing this tune. Check it out right here on Shakedown Stream.
the only game in town that was Passenger from the Grateful Dead's Terrapin Station album, which was the album that came out in 1977. Great tune. I love that tune. Before that, we heard Dead and Company do their version of Passenger, and that was from Bonnaroo. It was one of the first shows of the tour last year, and, yes, Donna Jean Gaucha was doing vocals, backup vocals with Bobby on that tune. That's from 6-12-2016. And I also heard another set of lyrics that I had never heard before, and I'm going to listen to that over and over again until I figure out exactly what they are. But I like that. Isn't this fun? I'm having fun. Right on. Dead and Company, they're getting ready. They'll be starting soon in Las Vegas, so get ready. And back to the tune, Passenger was first performed live by the Dead in St. Louis, 5-15-1977. And that is from another box that the Dead put out probably a couple years ago now of uh, St. Paul, St. Louis, two from Chicago. Uh, there's another show. Oh, uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And uh, yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's it. But... Um, Thought we should play that. And also, I have my new Dead Bass 50. Uh, My parents said, uh, what would you like for your birthday? And I said, well, I would really like that. I've always wanted that. Whenever it it came out, I thought, man, that would be really cool to have. And so uh, my father and mother, um, they they got me my, my own, very own Dead Bass 50. And I was so happy and effusive and I think they thought this is weird our son really likes this band how did this happen anyway it was cool so anyway this dead bass 50 if you already have a dead bass cool but the dead bass 50 is really cool Um, it has a lot more it has a lot more fill it's very you know up to date but it has some corrections and so forth the thing that was really cool though is I, you know, and I'm still like going through the book, but there is a story on page 21, Betty Tape Stories by Rob Eaton, who is the rhythm guitar player for Dark Star Orchestra, who at one time did a video of the recreation of New Haven from 5577, but that's another story. And so he starts off this story, and Rob Eaton is also a professional sound recorder guy, studio guy. He knows all that stuff. And he says, My story begins on a warm night in downtown Los Angeles while on business in December of 1995. I received a phone call from my hotel from an old deadhead, a friend of mine. And he had tracked me down, but he proceeded to tell me a story about Betty Tape that I had never heard before. And so the story goes like this. Um... That, you know, there was this famous auction, the Betty auction of all these tapes. Um, but he is told about this uh, box of tapes from some guy. And so he drives up to uh, Northern California and he says, uh, so he has this box. And I, he says, I quickly opened the first box and it was filled with 10-inch master reels, all in good condition. The first tape I plucked from the box was Garcia Sanders, 71973. I knew that this was indeed a new and different set of Betty Masters. I spent the next hours going through it. 
And uh, he saw 7-inch reels from the Dead's June 76 tour. And he goes on to tell the story. And there's even a photograph of these reels. And they look like they're in horrible condition, like water damage and all messed up. And you can barely, like, you know, look at them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all this great stuff from 73, 74. Yeah. It's awesome. So anyway, I'm going to read more of the story. One of the great things about this new May 77 release is there's a really nice write-up about the shows and, uh, you know, of each of the four shows. And uh, the Haven Coliseum was a place that I went to a lot of dead shows. Um, and I, I saw this photograph from 1977 of the New Haven Coliseum. And I thought, oh, my God, how many times did I wait for miracle tickets right there on that corner in New Haven? Cool. Well, now is the time. We are going to listen to the whole New Haven 5577 show. And uh, let's enjoy right here. Shakedown Stream. Peace. We're all here assembled asking that age-old question, why doesn't it ever work?
Sorry to be late, but you see a funny thing happened on the way to the show tonight. Our airplane went the wrong way.
awoke today Felt you inside of bed The covers were still warm Where you been laying
stepping down the stairs, pretty Peggy O. Oh, 
take a short break, and you can too. New Haven, 5577. Right on. The music never stopped. To close the first set, you could hear Jerry's fan right at the end there. The sparks were flying off Jerry's guitar. Before that, we heard a Peggy O, two for the stream. Supplication out of Lazy Lightning. Deal. Looks like rain. Tennessee Jed. El Paso out of Mama Tried. Sugary. And the Promised Land to open up the first set. So, New Haven, and I know this show, um, it was one of my first real May 77 bootlegs that I was able to get my hands on. And, uh, yeah, so New Haven is considered, you know, a part of this amazing uh, cluster of great May 77 shows, but it's always like kind of the underrated show because before the Boston show or the Cornell show, this might have been the greatest show ever played. But every dead show was the best show that it was until the next one comes along. Anyway, so... I haven't, again, I haven't listened to this show in a long time, and it's so nice to hear this version. That sugary. Wow. Now, it made me start to think. Because some people consider this one of the greatest sugarees. Um, however, I would say that there's other ones. And the first thing I thought while we were listening to sugary was something about Connecticut, Jerry Garcia, and sugary. Because the best sugary I ever heard was the Jerry Garcia band in New Haven. It was uh, Bobby and the Midnights opening up for the Jerry Garcia band. And um, I don't mean to go off script here, but um, I remember we were waiting and waiting for Garcia to come out. He didn't come on stage until about 11 p.m. And we thought, oh my God, there's not much time left. And he played one of the most amazing sugarees ever. I've also heard good sugarees at the Bushnell in Hartford, also in Hartford Civic Center. But something about sugary in Connecticut, and uh, I believe this to be true, my friends. That was a good sugary. I thought the Mama Tried was really good. It really was. And uh, in Deal, for a short version coming in at six minutes, uh, it sounded like a big, long Jamaroo one that we you know, got used to in later years. It looks like rain. Now, you know, I don't really like looks like rain until we get into uh, the 80s. Uh, but that really had to be one of the better ones that I've heard from 1977. Maybe I, I'm not paying attention, but Donna was singing well with Bobby. Not always perfectly, but they had really beautiful moments. And uh, yeah. And then uh, Lazy Lightning Supplication, tight, just like Cornell. Peggy O, very sweet. I like the one we played earlier, but that's, that was a nice Peggy O. And the music never stopped. I was thinking about this as well. How many uh, New Haven shows that I went to uh, where they would end the first set with the music never stopped? And they would do like this, especially in the early 80s, they would do these long first sets, tons of songs. 11 songs uh, in this first set. And then, you know, they would do the music never stopped and it would never end. You know, there's all these like gears and clutches and changing uh, tempo and time and all that. Outstanding. 
So I did read the Rob Eaton story in Dead Base 50, but I want to get right to the second set. Let's do that right now. And uh, yeah, here we go. Let me set us up just right. And, uh, you know, this New Haven show is only two discs, so we're going to have a little time uh, extra at the end of this New Haven show right on.
I've been there before 
Yeah, so thank you all, Anna. Good night. Wow, even Phil Lesh gets up to the mic and says, see you later. Well, that's it, man. That's New Haven, second set. A really raucous Johnny B. Good encore. Before that, Sugar Magnolia on a St. Stephen. And then a big sandwich. I just realized this. A Good Lovin' on a Fire on the Mountain out of Scarlet Begonias. Before that, it's Estimated Prophet and Bertha to open up the second set. And around this time, Bertha, Good Lovin' were two tunes connected, uh, like a Me and My Uncle and Big River. And so they open up with a Bertha, do an Esty and a Scarlet Fire, and then a Good Lovin'. That's a big sandwich. You know, in this time period, you know, they didn't have that format of the drums and the space. Uh, you know, they this was, in 77, they had like their own kind of set format, which is what we just heard. That's St. Stephen. You could hear the bells ringing in New Haven. So nice. So, you know, I went to, you know, quite a few shows in New Haven. And one of the criticisms in the, in the write-up about this show was that... Uh, New Haven did not have good acoustics because of the ceiling. And I was just trying to think, did I even notice? But um, I'm sure that there are people who notice those things. Um, and this is an amazing show, but um, as is often mentioned about this show, it easily gets overlooked because of the next three nights, uh, because those are even more amazing shows, uh, considered the Holy Trinity a couple quotes about this show that I got from the uh, booklet. A gorgeous, slightly under-the-radar show. Another one, it is always overlooked because of the shows that follow. Wait a minute, I just said that. Cool. You know, it's a short show, and I guess I didn't really realize that. You know, And actually, I haven't even thought about this show in so long. But it's just two CDs, pretty jam-packed with some really... Just about everything about this show is great. Yeah. Cool. Well, reflect on this. I hope you enjoyed it. That's New Haven, man. Right on. Uh, why don't we get back to some traditions, to a little Jerry stuff as we get ready for another little tidbit of Grateful Dead. This is Jerry from 1977.
going to take a break and try to fix some of this stuff up here. Thank you.
They love each other. And the way that you do the things that you do. Jerry Garcia Band 2. Two tracks from him. And that is at the Keystone in Berkeley. I believe it's a July. Yeah, July 23, 1977. Yeah, a little flunking of the bass on They Love Each Other. But it's good to, uh, once we do a featured show, to kind of shift a little bit and then we can get back into the streaming of the dead. Before we do that, though, um, I think we're all kind of been aware that a pretty huge documentary is going to be coming out very soon on Amazon Prime. And uh, there's been some pretty good articles about it. One of the things that I was just reading about um, from an article on May 13th in the Marin Independent Journal that Garcia really had a lot of, uh, you know, there was a, the fans were a little too into him. And it was a bit hard on him, and it became really hard on him as time went on. Um, he liked playing music. He liked being in the dead and Jerry Garcia band and all that stuff, but uh, some of the fans, especially, you know, I know when I was going to shows, you know, we had spinners and people who were, I mean, they worshipped him. You know, they uh, he was like a prophet for them. And I think that would freak anybody out. And it definitely freaked Garcia out. And it became a problem, um, you know, especially after Touch of Grey. So this will be something that we'll see in the documentary, which... You know, it's a, uh, we may, we're going to probably hear and see some things that we uh, are going to be new to us. We're going to learn some things that maybe we never knew. And I think this will be a really interesting rockumentary. Um, so it says here it will hit the theaters on May 26th and then streams on Amazon Prime on June 2nd. It's broken up into six acts. And uh, right on. They say after four hours that you will be left with a heavy heart, feeling like you just lost your best friend. Jeez. That's not really the best way to sell that, but um, but I think we know what they mean, and we're going to be psyched to see it. All right, let's go to May 4th, 1977. This is the night before New Haven, the last night at the Palladium. And uh, I think it's kind of good to do that just to give us a sense of what led up to New Haven. So let's check it out right here, right now, and shake downstream right on. I was born in the desert.
Shut the door. 
equipment difficulty and he's taking care of it right now. Thank you. 
Well, we just got three from the first set from May 4th, 1977 at the Palladium. Again, uh, this is the show before New Haven. Now, I was thinking that with all these uh, Betty Board tapes that have been found, are there going to be any uh, Grateful Dead releases that have already been released that they may have to re-release because they now have the really awesome board? But I don't know. Um, Rob Eaton was saying that when he went through all these tapes for uh, Marco, I think he gave him a, a, a fictitious name, that he recorded them onto DAT. And I think he might have, uh, I think he said that he gave some of those DATs to the dead and they were releases uh, that the dead uh, put together in the oh so fine fashion that they do. Um, Anyway, I was just thinking about it, especially uh, the uh, West Coast May 77 shows. I was wondering, I wonder if there are better sounding recordings of these shows. I don't know. But the reason why I bring that up is this May 4th show that I have, the first set is one type of soundboard, but the second set is from the master reel and is a better quality of what we just heard. And uh, I want to play this song because it's considered to be, I believe, um, the best, one of the best versions of this tune. So let's play it right now. Watch him come, 
Right on. There's a Terrapin Station from the Palladium 5477. And before that was an Estimated Profit standalone. They must have played Estimated Profit like every night or every other night in May of 77 and onward. Good tune. Right on. So I had the second set of this show for the longest time on cassette, and I always loved it, and I always thought, man, I want, I want the whole show. Um, that's, that's one of the things. And I think the thing that gave me the taste is that when I was a young teenager, whenever I would try to collect Grateful Dead bootlegs, the upperclassmen or the older kids would always give me their bad quality dead bootlegs, or they would make it really difficult. And so I thought, mm, and so I was very determined. And so now I feel like I'm in it, and I, I have everything that I want. <laughs> well, right on. Hey, I'm going to say uh, good night, and I'll see you next week. We're going to continue with being shown the light, May 1977. This is a great time to be a deadhead, especially right here on Shakedown Stream, MVY Radio. And I don't know what this next song is, but it'll be our last one. Peace. Dreams, yeah, still be.
Don't you see?